No, that's fine. Y'all can. Okay. All right. Well, they decided to stay in here with me. Amen. Well, I appreciate that. Uh, you know, we've been talking to you about <coughs> uh, Abraham. And uh, then we went back and started back out in the, in the garden when uh, God created man and put him in the garden and took a rib from him and created woman. And then we know how Satan come in and beguiled the woman and she eat of the tree and then she beguiled her husband and he eat of the tree and uh, but uh, we see what happened man lost his eternal life and you need to know what you have to do in order to remain on the right path with the Lord uh, what it takes uh, it took what Abraham had and it took what Noah had, it took what a lot of these people had, that Seth had, the righteous seed, and Enos, his son. And, uh, and then uh, I, I want to go back to that, and it's found in uh, right here in Genesis. Marty, ask a blessing over the word. Amen. Now in chapter 4 and verse 25 it said, And Adam knew his wife again, and she bare a son, and called his name Seth. For God said, She hath appointed me another seed instead of Abel. And uh, see, Abel was that righteous seed that Cain had slew, that, uh, that was born for God. Amen. That God could use for his honor and for his glory. And, uh, and to Seth, to him also, there was born a son, and he called his name Enos. Then began men to call upon the name of the Lord. Now listen, then men began to call upon the name of the Lord. But the only reason they called upon the name of the Lord because of the righteous seed that God had planted through the promise that he had made, and brother, and he told Satan there in the garden that I'm going to uh, bring up a seed that's going to bruise your head, and you will bruise his heel, but he's going to bruise your head. In other words, he's going to destroy you from the works and what you're doing. And so uh, it was uh, the sin of Satan <clears throat> that come and beguiled man and lied to mankind, and that's why the fall of man come. So, uh, <clears throat> of course we know God knows all things, even before it happens. But anyway, we got to realize something about faith. What God wants you to realize about faith, faith is a gift. If you go to Romans chapter 12 and read in verse 3, it said that... Uh, Every man has been dealt a measure of faith. And so that's where he says, don't think it's us that we do anything. It's God. 
We give God the praise for everything good that comes out of our life. But you got to remember the faith was a gift. And God gave this gift down through the ages of faith, but it was according on how man took the gift that God gave him, whether it would line up with God or not. So the Bible said Abraham believed God, it was counted unto him for righteousness. The Bible says that Noah believed God and he walked with God and he was righteous in his generations. Righteousness comes through faith in God, amen? And faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. So the gift that was given in the very beginning was faith and the gift that Jesus brought that will come through the mercy of God, faith was given again unto man. But the law, they couldn't, the law could not provide uh, faith in righteousness. It could not provide that. Only God could provide the faith. But he gave us the law that uh, it was the schoolmaster under grace because there was one time that Man's sin, uh, it was no payment for sin. And God seen that sin had grown so great that there had to be payment for sin. And so it had gotten so bad to start with that God had to destroy the whole world, but he found grace, Noah found grace in the eyes of the Lord and he walked with the Lord, and, and because he walked with the Lord, him and all of his family was saved. God makes us the same promise if we'll trust God, believe in him, but we have to come out from among them and be a peculiar and a separate people. Now, to them that will receive Christ by faith like you and I did, it is it's counted unto us for righteousness just like it was through faithful Abraham and so faith was in the beginning when God created man and he gave him a, a, a measure of faith uh, he dealt him a measure of faith give him faith in order that he could God could establish righteousness through him amen and so when we take God at his word, and when we live by faith, then his righteousness is being established through us. Do you understand? Amen. So faith is so important, and without faith it is impossible, the Bible says, to please God. Now, let me go over to the book of Galatians uh, in chapter 3, and this is where we're going to be taking the text from. It said, O foolish Galatians, who have bewitched you that you should not obey the truth, before whose eyes Jesus Christ have been evidently sent forth and was crucified among you. Now, <clears throat> Paul, he was outspoken. And Paul wanted people to realize what you have here today it wasn't on account of the law because many were being bewitched because they were trying to take them back to the law again. But Paul said, no, what you got was the grace of God. 
through your faith that you had in him, and the law could not save you, did not save you, and it will not save you. Alright? So he says, the only, what I learn of you, receive you the Spirit uh, by the works of the law or by the hearing of faith. Are you so foolish, having begun in the Spirit, when we're, when we're born of Christ, we're born of the Spirit. Amen? By God's Holy Spirit. See, that was the promise also of the seed. That when He come, that God would be with us and walk with us and be in us. And this becomes a tabernacle for God to live in. And so he said, Are you now made perfect by the flesh? Have you suffered so many things in vain, if it be yet in vain? He therefore that ministers to you the Spirit and worketh miracles among you, doeth he do it by the works of the law or by the hearing of faith? It's by the hearing of faith. Now, we need to realize <clears throat> Jesus come and fulfilled every bit of the law, but there's some of the things in the law that we're not bound by today because Jesus was fulfilled. But the law was given as a schoolmaster. And now, in the law, there were ceremonies in the law, there were civil laws in the law, that applied to the children of Israel and God's people, but they were also moral laws. And these moral laws is what God would have us today that, 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 that to look to and be uh, 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 it to be a part of our life. Now look at the Ten Commandments, all right? We know we can't live up to that, but this is a moral law that God would have His children to live by. Amen? He tells us, Thou shalt not have no other gods. We've all failed there, but we're to strive to have no other God but our God which art in heaven. Hallowed be his name. Thou shalt not make unto thee any graven image. We're not to worship anything other than the true God. Amen? Those are moral laws that should remain with us as we walk as Christians in this walk of life. It also says, Thou shalt not take the name of the Lord thy God in vain. Now I remember after I got saved, that might have come up one time, maybe two at the most, and it brought me straight to my knees. Amen? Because I'd done it out of habit. It wasn't, because, that wasn't what I was used to. I was used to saying, before I got saved, anything that I wanted to say, and so were you. But there's a moral law that goes along with being born again, and it's found here in the Ten Commandments, and you're to try your best to live up to what it says. It says, remember the Sabbath day to keep it holy. Now, preacher, well, we know the Sabbath, true Sabbath day was on a Saturday, but God said, let no man judge you over any Sabbath day. We should, we should treat every day as a holy day, and respected as the Sabbath day in our life that we might live for the Lord and worship the Lord. But Paul said on the first day of week, uh, he said, for, he said uh, forsaking not assembling yourselves together so much the more as the day draweth nigh. And so we look and we, we try to keep the Sabbath, God's day, 
God is with me every day. God's day is this day. God's day will be tomorrow if tomorrow comes. And brother, I'm not supposed to be condemned, but Paul said we do need to gather together because when we're together, we're stronger. And when we come to the house of the Lord, we're being fed what it is that we need to understand and know about God. And then it says, honor thy father and thy mother. We've been taught that from get-go. Our mom and daddy, if, if we crossed them or done something wrong, they corrected us, right? Or they should have. That's why I tell people today, the Bible says if you spare the rod, uh, you're going to spoil the child and you're going to send that child to hell if you don't pick up and start doing right. Doing right, showing that child an example to live by. Amen. Man shall not live by bread alone, but by the ever word it proceedeth out of the mouth of God. And so Abraham, he had faith. Now we have faith. And we've been given that same hope, that, that same covenant that was made with Abraham was made with the seed that come out of Abraham, that come out of Noah, that come out of uh, brother right there uh, from Seth right on down to Jesus. Amen. And the covenant was made with not seeds, but the seed, the seed of Abraham. And the seed of Abraham is the righteous seed. Now he said, thou shalt not kill. And so we try our best not to kill. But there's a place in the Bible where it says there's a time and place for all things. And sometimes you may be put in a predicament or may be put in a predicament that something might happen in order for you to save your family and your loved ones. God put us there to protect one another. Amen. But we don't go out here and just kill somebody or shoot somebody or hurt somebody because we got murder in our heart. We are not to have no murder in our heart. We should never want to kill anybody and we should do everything we can to live at peace among ourselves and all men. Amen? And then it says, Thou shalt not commit adultery. And so, adultery, you know what adultery is? And brother, we're not to commit adultery. There's my wife. She's not to commit adultery on me. I'm not to commit adultery on her. The God warns me of that. That He said, for uh, that type of person shall not inherit the kingdom of God. Amen. There ain't no liars that's going to inherit the kingdom of God. You, you, you've been called uh, a brother from a heavenly calling and to one seed, not seeds of the world, but the seed of God that was passed down to you, it was a gift of God, and that gift started out as faith, and then when the seed come along and done what you and I couldn't do, then it's up to us to receive that gift by faith, and by doing so, the promise of eternal life, I'm bound by it today. Amen? I'm bound by that eternal life. Now it says, Thou shalt not commit adultery, thou shalt not steal. And every one of us has stole before. We've all stole something. If it wasn't nothing but a penny or a dime out of your mama's pocketbook, I sold, stole change out of my mama's pocketbook when I was growing up. And uh, she knowed it. I know this time she knowed it. Sometimes she caught me, amen. And then after she caught me, I didn't do it. <laughs> or tried not to do it, amen. 
because it was wrong, and I got a whipping for it. Amen? And we're not to steal. I remember one time I stole a bag of taters and traded it for a half, pack, uh, 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 half a pound of liquor when I was a teenager. And you know what? We, uh, we all got caught. Amen? And I had to suffer the consequences of that. Then it says, Thou shalt not bear false witness. Now, you ain't supposed to go out here and lie on nobody. Amen? I don't care who it is, if it's the governor, it's the president, or anybody else. You are not supposed to go out here and bear false witness against them. Not against your neighbor, not against one another, not against your church family, not against anybody at your workplace or anything else. You are supposed to live a righteous and a sinless life through Christ who saves you. You see, these are moral laws that God has appointed us to live by, and you just don't throw them away, amen? Because that you're no longer under the law, this law will follow you. It followed, uh, it followed uh, uh, Noah and, and Abraham and all the rest of them before it was even given because God put a love in their heart and how you fulfill these things that's here in this covenant is to have the love of God in you and thou shalt not covet. Don't you covet. Don't you covet what somebody God has blessed that other person with. Uh, you be happy for them. Uh, uh, you be thankful uh, that God has blessed them. Uh, if somebody's got a better home uh, and a better place than you do uh, or drives a better car uh, or got a better boat or a better set of golf clubs uh, or anything of the world uh, or if someone else has more to eat than you do uh, or more clothes than you have, uh, uh, don't you covet uh, uh, thy neighbor. Uh, don't you wish uh, uh, that you had what they had uh, and they had what you had. Uh, that's a sin. Uh, and God, you'll be held accountable for that. Uh, uh, so God says uh, we're not... We're to, to obey these moral laws uh, that God has given us. Uh, and Jesus said, uh, uh, when you love one another as I have loved you, you can fulfill all the law and the commandments. Amen. And that's what will change you. And that God is through that gift of faith. And you needed that gift. I needed that gift of faith. I had to have faith in order to receive Christ as my Savior. God gave me a measure of that faith. And so I took the faith that He gave me, and I, I quit looking at it the way that I used to look at it. When the truth come out, I took it to my heart. When, when J.T. Blevins uh, witnessed to me there in the garage, it's the first time I knew who Jesus Christ ever was. Nobody took the time to explain it to me. I never knowed he was my Savior. I never knowed he was the Son of God. I just thought he was God and that was it. I'd heard of God and Jesus all my life. But no, everybody just saw that I knew. But I never knew. But this man took the time to come by and to share him with me. Amen? And so then I had to act upon that measure of faith that God had given me. He said, now, Butch, there's a decision that you must make. Are you going to choose me, or are you going to choose the life that you've been living? Now, he said, it's a free gift. I offer it freely. It's up to you whether you receive it or not. 
That's what God's telling the world today. Been telling them for thousands of years. He said, what I have is free, and if you ain't willing to accept it, then there's nothing I can do about it because I do not force myself on no one, and neither do I. They either love me or they hate me. Uh, uh, but brother, uh, if they love me, they'll forgive me, they'll stand with me, they'll walk with me, and brother, they'll be there by my side, they'll be a friend, they'll be a brother, they'll be a sister, or whoever it might be, and so you don't have to go back and perform any of these things. You're not to do these things, the Bible says. You're to have respect, you're to have love, and you're to have leadership. And brother Abraham, when Abraham, <laughs> our brother, took the faith that God gave him, the first time uh, when he spoke to him, uh, he said, Abraham, uh, he said, uh, get up uh, and get out of this country, amen, uh, and go to the place that I'll send you. Uh, and Abraham got up out of his seat. He gathered his family and loved ones together, uh, those that would go with him. Uh, and brother, he left uh, the land that he was in uh, because he had faith in God uh, because somewhere along the way, uh, our brother God had been building upon his faith and he had enough faith and he put his faith to action and that's what we're to do today. We're to put the faith that God's given us to action just like Abraham did. And so he says, I can't bless you here. I can't bless you in this land. This is a sinful land that you're in. I can't bless you here. You got to get out of this worldly place and to a place. The Bible said he was on his way to Canaan land. Amen. A place of milk and honey. Amen. That God can bless him. Brother, that's what you have to do. We got to get out of the world and, and, and get headed to the place where God can bless us and use us for his honor and glory. Brother, you have not because you ask not. If you're still stuck in a situation, that's not God's fault. It's our own fault. We just got to have faith in Him, but it's got to line up with what God has asked us to do. And brother, we to do it with love in our heart. Uh, uh, brother, uh, uh, we might not always agree together, uh, but we're brothers and sisters in Christ. Uh, and brother, because of that, uh, uh, we're not to shun one another. Uh, we're not to run one 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 another down. Uh, we're not to put one another down. Uh, we're here to love one another, uh, to act upon God uh, and His Word uh, and stand on the faith uh, that He has placed in our hearts uh, uh, one to another. Whew, praise the Lord. Now, even as Abraham believed God and it was counted to him for righteousness, he believed. Do you believe? Or do you sometimes not believe? You sometimes not believe. And that's why we tend to get in situations that we shouldn't have got ourselves in. Sometimes we're trusting in everybody else to get our prayers answered rather than God just answering our prayer. You know, I've... Uh, We ain't been doing hardly anything there at the junkyard. And uh, it's about drained me of just trying to keep some 
get a few vehicles and and I ain't sold nothing and it's been a while. And uh, things are getting hard. Okay? But my life and me being took care of does not depend on me selling that car. It depends on the Lord. I got to have faith in Him. He can send for every car I got sitting there, He could send five people or six people or seven people tomorrow and buy them all. Amen? God can do that. But God says, faith comes by hearing, hearing by the Word of God. Now, if I don't have enough faith in God to believe that He's going to get me through, shame on me. But He will. Well, how do you know that, preacher? Because He has for 50 years. He's brought me through it for nearly 50 years. He's took care of me and He's provided for me and He's not going to let me down now. Amen? Neither is He you. My faith, a brother, hey, don't think that your faith won't be tested. God told you, Caleb, that it will be tested. Amen? And you've got to be proved that you are a workman that can rightly divide the Word of God and stead on the Word of truth no matter what's going on in the world or how bad it looks out here in the world. You've got to have enough faith in God that He's going to see you through. And that's what this is all about, is having faith in God like Abraham had faith in God. And when Abraham believed God, here's what he done. He left and God blessed him. He left and God blessed him. When you start exercising your faith, that's when the blessings will come. Amen? When you start doing something that you need to be doing for the Lord and letting your light shine. The Lord says, go over there, you go over there. If he says, come over here, you come over here. If he says, stand still, then you stand still. And he says, don't let your left hand know what your right hand's doing. Because it ain't never one of them's business. Amen? God wants to send you to the left, and you go to the left, and the right hand has to go with you. Amen? Or if you actually go to the right, you go to the right, and your left hand has to come too. Why? Because it's all connected together. Amen? But let God be in control of your eyes, your nose, your mouth, your ears, everything that he has put in the body let God have His perfection in your body, whether it be from the top of your head to the tip of your toe. Amen? Now, we got to see what faith is. Faith is as much a gift as salvation is. And without the gift of faith, you could never have salvation. So God started out with this most precious gift. We always think it was the salvation, but it was the gift that we could receive salvation. Amen? He gave us a gift right there. He gave Abraham a gift, and it was because of the righteousness, how they walked with God until the seed come, that it was counted unto them for righteousness. And brother, when Jesus, before he come out of the tomb, uh, uh, he brought those with him. Amen? Praise God. And they're in heaven now. They don't, they're not at sleep in the grave anymore. Amen.
they're with, they're with God. Because Jesus made it a way for them to get to God through, through His redemption, what He'd done on the cross. And they crucified Him. And He gave up His life. And brother, that we could live. So, we've got to understand this. And if we didn't have that gift of faith that God had given us, we could go nowhere. We could do nothing of ourselves. Because the greatest we can do, the Bible says, when it's compared to God in His righteousness, see, our righteousness is very little even now, but our righteousness is the righteousness of God. And so we got to let that righteousness of God flow through us that it can flow unto others that they would you would be able to build their faith through the life that you live in Christ why did they follow Abraham there's a lot of people had faith in Abraham they walked with him day out and day out he had much cattle he had much goods he had he had servants and and all these things. But when God told him to move, praise God, he moved because he was in a place where he couldn't be blessed. And we got to get out of those places and get into a place where God can bless us. Amen? Amen. Even as Abraham believed God, it was. It was accounted to him for righteousness. Knowing, know ye therefore, that they which are of faith, the same are the children of Abraham. I'm of his seed. And you are too. Because of your faith that you have. Now, because you are of Abraham's seed, you fall under the blessings of God. Amen? And Jesus made that possible. Until Jesus come, None of these things could have been fulfilled until the promise of the seed that was to come. And when the seed come and then it matured and it walked among us and it died for us and it paid our sin, now we that have been set free are free indeed, the Bible says. Know ye therefore that they which are of faith the same are the children of Abraham and the scripture foreseeing that God would justify the heathen through faith. I was a heathen, lost and on my way to hell. God justified me through the faith, that, that measure of faith he gave me when I accepted his other offering, which was Christ, when I accepted his seed unto my heart, and Abraham and our forefathers, they accepted that seed that was to come when they died. That before they ever died, they accepted Christ. And now, even the 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 Muslims and uh, and uh, all them over there in them foreign countries, they believe in Jesus, but they don't believe Him to be the Son of God. They believe that Jesus is coming back. But he ain't going to be nothing special when he comes back. But I got news for him, amen? Brother, he's Lord of Lords and King of Kings. And whether they want to believe it or not, 
I know because greater is he that lives in me. They don't know that. They ain't got him in their heart, but I've got him in my heart, and you got him in your heart. And brother, that's what you got to carry out here to them and saying, listen, I, I brother, it, get away from the doctrines of man and start looking to the true word of God uh, and set all you care upon him, uh, for he cares for you, uh, and he'll save your unrighteous soul. Amen? I was a heathen, the Bible said, and he saved me. Heathen through faith, preached before the gospel unto Abraham, saying, In thee shall all nations be blessed. Amen. Through Abraham, all nations have been blessed. So them, then they which be of faith are blessed with faith for Abraham. So we're blessed with him, amen? Thank the Lord for that. For as many as are of the works of the law are under the curse, for it is written, Cursed is everyone that continueth not in all things which were written in the book of the law to do them. So if we're living under the law rather than grace, then we're cursed. The law had to be given for man to be held accountable because God couldn't hold him accountable because there was no law given. But God brought the law that man could be held accountable for his sin and man helped. God done to man before he flooded the whole earth and got rid of all of them because he was sick of sin and he's tired of it. And brother, he's going to destroy this whole world again and this ain't my home, praise God. But that no man is justified by the law in the sight of God. It is evident for they just shall live, the just shall live by faith, and the law is not of faith. But the man that doeth them shall live in them. And listen, Christ hath, he has, he has, that's what it's meaning here, redeemed us from the curse of the law. The Jews ain't been redeemed yet, the majority of them ain't. But he did redeem a remnant down through the generations. He saved them. Amen. They took him to heart. That's why he says we owe them so much because they brought the gospel to us. The Jews brought the gospel to us. Cursed is whatever. So Jesus become a curse. Christ has redeemed us from the curse of the law being made a curse. For us, for it is written, Cursed is everyone that hangeth on a tree, that the blessings of Abraham might come on the Gentiles, that's on me and you, through Jesus Christ, that we might receive the promise of the Spirit through faith. So he says, Brother, I speak after the manner of men, though it be but a man's covenant, yet if it be confirmed, no man dishonor or addeth thereto. So you can't take away from it and you can't add to it. It's already been confirmed. God confirmed it with Abraham and it's up to you whether you're going to receive it or not. And so it says, Now to Abraham his seed where the promise is made. He saith not and to seeds as of many but as of one and to thy seed which is Christ. And this I say, that the covenant that was confirmed before of God in Christ, the law, which was 400 
and 30 years after cannot disannual. It can't do away with, in other words, that it should make the promise of none effect. For if the inheritance be of the law, it is no more a promise. Amen? But God made a covenant with man by promise. Not through the law, but by promise. But God gave it to Abraham by promise. Wherefore then serveth the law. It was added because of transgressions, of people's sinful ways, till the seed should come. That seed which was Christ, to whom the promise was made, and it was ordained by angels in the hand of a mediator, and that means it was that mediator is God. Amen. Now a mediator is not a mediator of one, but God is one. Is the law then against the promise of God? God forbid, for if there had been a law given which could have given life, verily righteousness should have been by the law. But the scripture have concluded. So we've come to this conclusion through the scriptures. Okay? Has concluded, we was all under sin, that the promise of faith by faith of Jesus Christ might be given to them which believe. Now it ain't, you can't keep yourselves you can't get good enough. You can't do enough works. You can't work your way in. I've heard people say, well, that person's going to heaven. I'm going to heaven. Well, do you know their life? Do you know what's about their life? Maybe you see, God tells you not to judge nobody. Here you are judging them. And I said, they might be closer to God than you ever dreamed about being. Amen? You know, we got to look. Brother, just because you see something that one way, I don't mean it's that way at all. I've seen some people who looked hateful. People told me I look hateful, but I'm not. Sometimes people say, well, you talk hateful, but I'm not. I might sound that way, but I'm not a hateful person. I love everybody, amen? So people look at you and form opinions about you, amen? How many of you have ever done that? Amen? You look at someone, you form opinions about them, and you ain't, you, it ain't lining up what God, what God told us to do. He says, <laughs> you can't tell what's in a book by its cover. Look. <clears throat> you can see this book. It's the book. But how would you know it's the book unless you picked it up and read it? And how would you know what's in it unless you picked it up and read it? Amen? So, you don't know another person. You don't know how they feel. You don't know what they've been through. You don't know why they look bad They look bad that day or why they look hateful that day. You don't know what they've been through that day. Amen? And I don't neither. So God says we're to treat others the way that we would like to be treated. And so that's how we live our life is to treat others the way that we would like to be treated. But before faith came, we were kept under the law. And under the law, we were shut up unto the faith which should afterwards be revealed. So under the law, they were shut up because it had them bound. They couldn't live good enough. 
Wherefore the law was our schoolmaster to bring us unto Christ that we might be justified by faith. But after that faith has come, we are no longer under a schoolmaster. Now, I want to read you a few things in my Bible and then I hush. God has kept his promise to Abraham. He has not revoked it. Through thousands of years have passed, God saved Abraham through his faith, and he has blessed the world through Abraham by sending Jesus, the Messiah, as one of his descendants. Circumstances may change. Listen, but God remains constant and does not break his promises. God does not break promises. He has promised to forgive our sins through Jesus Christ, and we can be sure he will do so. Amen? And the law has two functions. On the positive side, it reveals the nature and the will of God. Amen? And on and it shows people how you know how to live and how to please God and treat others as he desires. Like we was talking about uh, the commandments. On the negative side, it points out people's sins and shows them that it is impossible to please God by trying to obey his law completely. It's just impossible. God promised to Abraham and dealt with Abraham on his faith. He dealt with Abraham according to his faith. He's dealing, Caleb, with us today according on our faith. It's the walk that we have with him. That's how he's dealing with us on a daily basis. And we're to try to stay as close to him as we can because he's going he's to send us to the right leadership that we need that we can focus on if tomorrow comes. All right? And so he says the law focuses on actions. Faith does not uh, annul the law. But the more we know God and his standards, the more we see how sinful we are. Ain't that the truth? Ain't that the truth? Whew. The closer I get to God, the more sinful I see me. But God doesn't see me that way. I got to realize that he sees me as perfection to him. Because I've been washed in the blood of his son. He don't look upon me like he does the world today. He looks upon me, hey, that's one of my babies. That's one of my children right there. That's my boy, amen? That's my girl, amen? And that's the way he looks at us. And, and he takes care of us. And he cares for us. And he feeds us. And he protects us. And he pays our bills. And he does everything else for us says they believe that the law led to faith, but actually <laughs> obedience to the law flows from faith. Similar, godly living is not the condition for faith, but godly living is the result of it. Amen? Godly living is the result of your faith. So when you're taking it upon your heart and in your life to do right, then it shows people your faith. Amen? that you have in your God. And so he says, uh, it understands the transforming power of faith. We will want to live in a way 
that demonstrates, and I know I do, the transformation, and we will be moved by the Holy Spirit to do it. Amen? It's just like God moved me to the Holy Spirit on this message, and I've been preaching on it for a couple of weeks now. Amen? And so we're about to get through with it, but it says when God gave his power to Abraham, he did it directly. He didn't do it to another man or another person or through a preacher or somebody else. When God gave his promise to Abraham, he did it directly. God spoke to Abraham without angels or any other mediators. Amen? God chose Abraham because of his faith that he had in him. And God chose you because of the faith that you had in him. Amen? There's so many people don't have no faith in God whatsoever. Amen? And so it says, uh, although it is not mentioned in Exodus, Jews believe that the Ten Commandments had been given to Moses by angels. Well, I don't know about that, but Paul was showing the superiority and salvation and growth by faith over trying to be saved by keeping the Jewish laws. Faith is superior. Faith is more superior than the law is because Abraham's faith came first in history before God gave the law to Moses. Amen? So it come before the law. Amen? It come in the beginning, and brother, it's going to take us through and to the end. It's a faith that we have in God. And I hope your faith in Him is being built up here tonight. It says, uh, Paul was showing the superiority of salvation and growth by faith over trying to be saved by keeping the Jewish laws. Faith is superior because Abraham's faith came first in history before God gave the law to Moses. Now God has given us Jesus. He's our mediator and the only way to him. And so, and I read more and more things here. And the iron grip of sin is a reality for all people. Before faith in Christ delivers us. Before faith in Christ delivers us, we are imprisoned by sin beaten down by the past mistakes, and bound up by the desires that we know are wrong. God knew we were sin's prisoners, and he provided a way of an escape, and that was faith in Jesus. Amen? Without Christ, sin holds everyone in its grip. But those who place their faith in Christ break out of the chains. It says, look to Christ. He is reaching out to set you free. I've been set free. And God says, if you're free, you're free indeed. And I will read this last chapter. For ye are all, listen, ye are all the children of God by faith in Christ Jesus. All of us. For as many of you as have been baptized unto Christ have put on Christ. 
There is neither Jew nor Greek. There is neither bond nor free. There is neither male nor female. For ye are all one in Christ. And if ye be Christ, then ye are Abraham's seed and heirs according to the promise. God does not look at me and you are being different. Any difference. Even though you be a woman and I be a man. We're all one in Christ. He lives in us. We make up the body of Christ. And, I, and you know what? We're under that blessing. Because of the, the gift of faith that was given there in the beginning. And it, it carried Abraham through. It carried Noah through. It delivered him from the, from the destruction of the world. Saved him and his family and, and other men of God. And brothers, they began to call on the Lord and it's what moved them. And we see many prophets. We, look, look, at, look at David. Have you ever seen a man mess up so much as David did? But he always went back to God. That's what you got to remember about David. He failed God, I don't know at the times. I couldn't count it on my hands and the feet. And I can't count it on my hands and the feet how many times I have failed God. But God's still merciful to me today. And he was still merciful to David because David's heart was set on God. But he had this problem with his flesh like Paul did. And Paul said, I, 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 I want to do this, but I end up doing this, and I, I, I should do, do that, and here's what I'm doing instead of doing what I should be doing. And, and who's going to save me from this, this sinful man that I am? Faith in God. Faith in Jesus. And that's what's going to get you through. The faith you have in the Lord. Now I hope God blessed you in this message because he sure blessed me. Amen. So let's all stand. Kendall, if you want to come up here, or come play, sing, whatever it have you do, if you want to come and pray and just thank God for what He's done for you, uh, feel free. The altar is open. Uh, we like to give an invitation. You never know what may be on someone's heart to say or to do or or just to, to come and spend a little time down on our knees talking to the, the one that lives and died for and you know give you the gift of faith and through that he gives you the gift of salvation he gives you his son Jesus he willfully come and done he died for you and I that we might not just have a life but a more abundant life we're thankful life he's given us today we call upon him to lead us and guide us in the path of righteousness for his name's sake Abraham he had a lot of valleys he had to go through David had a lot of valleys he's had to go through and all the prophets of God Elijah and Elisha it just goes on down brother and we, we see how God's children have suffered down through the ages but you know what Jesus said, all that you go through down here is not to be compared to the glory that I'm going to share with you one day. He said, it's going to be worth it. Just remind my books that 
whatever they go through, it's going to be worth it when you get to heaven. Uh, he's, he's prepared a place for me and you and our families. Some of our families done went on, and we can find comfort in the Lord. We still miss them. We'll always miss them until we get to be with them again. But how we get through now is our comfort comes from God, and, and you got to look to God when you're going through things, whether it's good or bad. you got to trust in Him. And, you know, uh, you got to keep, keep on believing. You know, there's a lot of bad things that happen to good people. There is. And Eugene said, Lord, there's a lot of things that ain't right. He said, that's right, Eugene. He said, God spoke to him. He said, that's right, Eugene, but I'm going to make it right. Just remember, God's going to make it right one day. All the people that run you down, talked about you, and made fun of you, and ridiculed you, maybe when you was in school or, or on your job or somewhere else, give all that to God. He'll, he'll take care of everything. Now, I pray for those people. I pray that they'd find Jesus before it's eternally too late. I pray that God would strengthen their faith, that they would accept that gift in order they could accept the gift of Christ. To come through that promised seed, not seeds, but the seed, which is Jesus. Amen. And so everybody in the world is denying that seed that come by the promise that God made with Abraham and the promise he made to Abraham in his seed that this seed would come and come through the seed of Abraham and people that don't believe it won't accept it today well there's nothing I can do about it but I can pray for them we'll pray for them here tonight before we leave pray that God save them before it's eternally too late Lord you know there's so many lost people in this world there's more lost than they are saved there's more on the way to road to hell than there are the road to heaven. And a lot of them will scream at you and holler at you and, and think that we're up here trying to accuse them and, and, and preach condemnation on them. No, we're, we're trying to, to, to preach that condemnation would not fall on them, that you have a way out of condemnation. You have a way out of not having to have to die and go to hell. And the way out is to have faith in God and the faith in His Son, Jesus, and thou shalt be born again. And He said, Confess your faults one to another that you may be healed. So that's what we got to do. Line it up with God and everything will be all right. People don't want to line it up with God. They're, they're set on their own ways and they're selfish and they don't want to give up what they're doing. They want to give up their little sins. April was telling up here about a five little girl and talking about Jesus. Do you want to give his heart to him? He said, well, there's a few more things that I want to do before I do that. Amen. Bad things that I want to do before I do that. Well, you know what? She was honest. She was a child. Most of the people's doing that won't own up to it. Amen. But she did because you know, she's just growing. Now, what she needs to make sure that her parents are bringing her up, not to be dependent on things that she wants to do or needs to do, but to be dependent upon God. God loves you. Heavenly Father, we come. Thank you for this another day. Thank you for the words you've given me here tonight. Lord, help us to look, Father, to you through the name of your son, Jesus. Father, 
we thank you for that seed and that you told Satan there in the garden that you would bring a, a righteous seed that would destroy his head, would bruise his head. God, we're standing with the gift of faith tonight. We have took that seed into our heart. We've prayed, we've asked for forgiveness, and we long to be with you in heaven. None of us can get good enough to get there, Lord. It's all on account of Jesus. My world revolves around him. Heaven and earth shall pass away, but God, your word shall never pass away. We know that. Lord, it's everlasting. It's life-giving. It's also judgmental, Lord. It will judge the quick and the dead in the end. We all have to stand giving account before thee one day. Every knee shall bow. Every tongue shall confess, whether they want to or not. They're going to have to confess, Heavenly Father, Lord Jesus, that you're Lord of Lord, King of Kings. May God bless and be upon all your children here tonight and all that walk these programs. God, would you bless them real good? Father, we pray for the lost people of this world. We pray for our enemies just as you teach us to do. We don't want to see them perish. We pray that they will be given the opportunity, God, if, to receive you. And they some that has, Lord, and I'm one of them. And I thank you, Father, that I took you into my heart, believed every word that the preacher said that day. Father, we believe by being told the truth. We see what the truth is, and the truth has set us free. And we praise you for that. God, blessings be upon all, we pray in Jesus' name. Amen. And God bless you, Kendall, and God bless you that's watching.